0: Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ron S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 361. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Maes. I'm Ari Rockefeller.
2: And I'm Mako-chan.
1: And looking at the feedback uh, of the recording input, looks like it's a little bit too loud. So, I think I will knock this down just a scooch. Perfect. Alright. Let's slightly adjust the recording here. And even numbers. Perfect. 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 Oh, man. Whew. We are live tonight, week of June 12th, 2018, right here on the VOG Network. We're here live, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Mark at Chat, Chatzilla, can use Chat room is Vogue, VOG, V-O-G. You can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash where there is an IRC link. And if you're running uh, Chatzilla, you can come into the chat by clicking on it. Um, we're also on Discord, so you can find us at vognetworkcom slash Discord and join us there. We interact with both. And if you are listening live, uh, check-ins are now on to earn your VOG points. If you're listening on the podcast feed, there's a check-in somewhere in this episode when you hear it. Head on over to uh, VogNetwork.com, put in the passphrase, and also earn some more Vog points. And I also <clears throat> want to say something that I did not get a chance to say uh, last week um, because of episode issues and stuff like that. Happy Pride, everyone. Mm-hmm. And, and as you can see, uh, we flipped over the Facebook page to our official uh, Pride banner and uh, logo. The Pride Banner is available on our website at AnimeJamSession.com. So if you want to use it, take it. Spread the word. That's all we here for. You know? Good times and good rhymes and all that good stuff. So yeah. Um let's see what's on the list here. All right. Let's get the music queued up. Um Eh okay. Oh, put it in the wrong order. Let me drop it. All right. Ah, Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, well, let's
3: see. Today I got paid, which was really nice because my uh, account had dipped into the negative because my car insurance was auto executed, and mm-hmm. it also triggered a overdraft fee. But the <clears throat> but I still ended up with you know four digits in my bank account because of because of the overtime I worked in on Memorial Day.
1: That's good.
3: You know, I got you know, the bills all paid. Finally got the uh, season pass for Fallout Four, which is nice because it, it everything's installing now. I've got the you know TV on in the other room, just waiting for everything to finish installing. Well, That's good. Uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, like Sunday night, my friend and I were watching the uh, Bethesda E Three uh, conference.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: And uh. Well, we were marking the fuck out about about things at some of the stuff that are showing like a uh, new Elder Scrolls Six.
1: And you and, can uh, and you can have that trash. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of well, Elder Scrolls.
3: I'm not nearly as into it as he was, but we were both going nuts over Fallout 76.
1: Huh.
3: And well, they got to the part where y- you and a bunch of other, you know, online players can assemble co- can assemble codes for uh, nuclear launches. Mm-hmm. And you can drop intercontinental ballistic missiles on random parts of the world. And I'm seeing... And number one, going in there, the first thing I'm thinking, of the oh, it's going to be online? Well, that's going to be nice. Everyone's going to be firing their Fat Man uh, launchers all over the place. Some, you know, some low-level coming out of the vault for the first time. <sighs> time to explore this... And get no, nuked two no, steps out of the no, gate. Now
1: you got me thinking of, thinking of Christmas at Ground Zero by Weird Al. <laughs> um,
3: let's see what else.
1: What yeah, else and uh, Dr. Tuya says Fallout 76 looks like it'll be fun. I hope so, because uh, Fallout New Vegas left a very, very sad taste in my mouth. So I have n- there's no love lost between me and the Fallout franchise.
3: You know, I'm a little skeptical about being online constantly mm. but you know it looks like it'll still be fun you know wanton nuking you know notwithstanding mm. and the internet and my Facebook feed are exploding with the with the Smash Brothers stuff Yep. so yeah that's how things have been going for me
1: awesome Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day?
2: Uh, good. Did a little uh, retail therapy this weekend.
1: That's good!
2: Yeah, yeah, got a bunch of stuff that I actually needed, so that was even better. Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's that's basically it.
1: Mmm, that's good.
2: Just nice and relaxing.
1: Well, my weekend day has been interesting. I'm I'm back in the salt mine working on photos, and I sent out some pictures to some cosplayers who requested copies of their photos. I think I have one or two more sets I have to quickly edit and send out. I did edit the photo shoot I did with my friend Gabby New Nuovo, and you'll see that shoot on my personal blog at djrmes.net. Hopefully this week, I'm waiting for her to get back to me, see which photos she liked or did not like, so we can go over and do... Any more edits that need to be edited. Um, I also have a con coming up this weekend. Borough Con. Which is actually a little bit closer to me. And it's actually a lot closer to my job. So that's kind of cool. And wanted to guess uh, Jez Roth. Long time friend of mine. At least 15 years. At least. It'll be good to see him again. And I've been catching up with a show. Called Into the Badlands. And one thing I am kind of the, like how they're doing television shows. It's like. Once they run all the episodes, they repeat something, then they put something new in its time slot, which means it gives you free time to watch other things. So I've been I've been kind of sort of marathoning it, and oh my god, it's good. I will say this. If you, liked, if you like martial art action along the lines of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Into the Batlands is right up your alley. Think of it, it it's post-apocalyptic, meets Fist of the North Star meets Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's the they So best. you're
3: saying I might like it.
1: Yes. Yes, you will. Cool. I think I'm like halfway through Season 3 at the moment, so... And thankfully my DVR has... I think the T, the DVR I have has, has like a 2 terabyte hard drive, so it's just... I'm just... Just letting the stuff just bank up, and then once I'm done with that, I... Definitely know that I have to catch up with um Halt and catch fire and I found out only the first two seasons are on DVD not blu-ray DVD so I'm like come on AMC give us seasons three and four. I don't need to bootleg that. I really don't and Yes, I have been following the um E3. After the break, I'll say my quick thoughts on it, and we'll just leave it at that because we have to keep it quick, but you know, quick. And um uh, That and I have to do laundry tomorrow. Other than that, that's it. I think we are golden. Yeah. Alright. Um, we got some great news coming in, coming in tonight and some interesting stuff. And I, and there was an article I wanted to discuss from a couple of weeks back that I lost and I found. So I think we'll probably spend a just a scotch extra time on that. Um, other than that, I I think we're good. Um, so, uh, shall we take our first break? Yeah, sure. Sounds like a plan. So we'll be back. So, um, actually, one more thing I forgot to cover: in my week and day. Um, yesterday, I come home from work, and you know, I'm just basically relaxing. You know, so one of the kids upstairs knocks on my door, and he says he forgot his password to his computer, and he want if he knew. He asked if I knew how to reset the password. Yeah, basically. So it took me some time to do it. So I basically blanked the password out, so he could just log in. And he sees my display case, all my figurines, and he sees the stuff up, like hanging up on the bulkhead, and so forth. He's like, "You got a lot of cool stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, cool." And he's like, "You must be rich." And I, I'm just like, <laughs> "I know, right? I know, right?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, dude. This, this collection is at least..." took me 10 to 15 years to accumulate, and some stuff I caught very good deals on, so yeah, this I did I am not rich, because if I was rich, do you think I would be living in this apartment? I'm just saying I'd probably be living over by the Manhattan Bridge or something like that, believe you me Hmm. actually, I might still be in this neighborhood but, you know Live further away from the city to get a good seat, or live closer to the city for a quicker commute, but stand during my commute. You know, you know, it is what it is. So, anywho, um, let's get down to uh tonight's topics. And in the past, we've talked about conventions doing some stupid shit. And yeah, this one it. it uh, on a scale of one to ten, where one being you can you can sweep it under the rug, nobody will know, and nobody will care, to ten, the liability is so high that lawyers might be jump might be jumping at it. And um, I think this is a fifteen.
3: That bad, huh?
1: Yeah. So mako Chan, tell us what the hell Fanime did. So yeah, I was reading
2: this. Uh long-winded article uh but basically uh there was a group that was going to be at faname that has had quite a few accusations of art theft Uh um i won't mention any names because we don't need to give any bullshit because that's not the real story no free publicity right So basically what happened is a person emailed Fonna May's dealer head on April 25th and said, I just want to let you guys know that this company traces many artists work and pretends they do all the work. They've been called multiple times and apologize, but do it again every time. Um, And then goes on to say that, you know, there is a policy that restricts plagiarism and there's a lot of evidence to prove this. So the article goes into the fact that it's very difficult to find the rules for vendor and artists at Fanome. The other thing that's very difficult to find on any of the websites or any information is the facts of a privacy ruling or a privacy policy. For the convention itself Heads up there is none So Last week Or I should say in May The end of May The Foname Vendor head Responds back And says hello This email has been forwarded To the group As they plan to retain a lawyer to build a harassment Lawsuit Regards, you know, dealer's department. So what happened is that the dealer's head forwarded this email that this person was sending to them to attempt to warn them that one of their, you know, dealer guests was, you know, a plagiarist. So instead of taking that into account and actually looking it up and making sure that, you know, things were on the up and up. No, they just send the entire email with this person's personal information to the very people this person is trying to warn the convention about. At the same time, the group that was being warned about basically says they haven't filed And that this whole thing is really bizarre. And that Fonime's staff intentions makes this come to look as if it's a threat. So, yeah. So, it's all sorts of fucked up. A person trying to warn the convention Mm -hmm. is, you know, now possibly in trouble. Not that anything that this person did could warrant a lawsuit, because it's not harassment if it's true. Right. Um, but it's not harassment if you're warning a convention. Right. And it looks like the conventions that were warned were Faname and uh, Anime Expo.
1: Now, here's something. Now, <clears throat> low key, well, these Moulinyans could say it's harassment because of what was said in the email now as the story goes they were busted at ax for doing this now if that comes to light it won't be that hard to do a little bit of a google search to find out what other conventions they were busted at and their case could easily be shut down i mean just the
2: fact that the you know convention staff person that this was emailed to Mm -hmm. thought they even had a right to forward the email on what? to the person that was being accused.
1: And this person's running the, the, the head should have opened an investigation because I know conventions do have a policy on, on selling bootlegs. I have known people who have sold in a dealer's room get shut down for selling bootlegs. Mind you, these rules on bootlegs only apply to anime conventions. These will never apply at comic conventions because... If boot, if selling, if banning bootlegs from Comic Con was an actual thing, you wouldn't be able to buy DVDs of Super Nintendo ROMs for five bucks, or the entire Sopranos DVD ripped c- series for like thirty dollars. Just saying.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little weird, and while having the information, you know. Having a complaint would be one thing and say, look, you know, we've got a complaint. We need to go through your stuff to make sure, you know, everything's okay. You don't forward the entire email and go, uh, yeah, somebody's accusing you. (laughs) You don't add personal information. If there's an issue at all, you know, something that needs a lawyer because of harassment, then that information is gathered by the lawyer, not by the person that is accusing because that information is privileged.
1: Is it just me? Or is it when it comes to convention staffers, they really don't know their ass from a hole in the wall? Most. I I I I wanna say that A
2: lot of convention staffers, especially a lot of heads, Mm -hmm. that are in their first or second year and haven't come across this should probably ask somebody before just sending an email like this along. Uh,
1: You know what? You you know how, like, in card games, they have, like, a set of rules, and the final rule is if something is not here, it's the call of the judge or whoever's running the game at the time. Mm Mm-hmm or in handbooks, if something is not here, the, the ruling goes, whoever's on deck, whoever's on charge at the time does the discretion. I really feel when a lot of con- when a lot of people staff conventions, number one, is should sign an affidavit about what their role in rule regular their role is here, whether they are you know, staff or whatever. But in this little affidavit stating, if they come across something that they have no, they do not have an official answer for, they are to go to their department head. And if you are a department head, you will go to a, a senior person on staff or your or counsel. That way, your asses is, is covered. Like, if you don't know where something is at the convention, contact the department head. Or if you're a department head, contact a senior staffer. If somebody is doing something they're not supposed to, contact the department head. Department head doesn't know. Contact legal counsel and find out what they can and cannot do. It's something very simple as that. I guess it it doesn't really matter in the long run now, does it? Probably not. No. Because, honestly... I have staffed my fair share of conventions. Sometimes it, it, it's it's like chill. It's it's like the recess or hanging out in a, in a club, like in an after school club or something like that. Oh shit, does not get done. But anywho, Ari, tell us about this new anime fighting game that's coming out.
3: Oh boy. Yes. Yeah, this is what me and my friend were most hyped about, aside from the Fallout stuff. So Microsoft announced a new fighting game called Jump Force. Uh, the trailer showed up major characters from Shonen Jump series like Monkey D. Luffy, Goku, and Naruto. At the end. Uh-huh. And at the end, we saw, you know, Light and Ryuk from Death Note. In a press release, Bandai Namco confirmed that Jump Force will be three on three, so players can have their favorite Jump characters team up. Uh, different series, different scenes in the beginning of the trailer displayed many areas inspired by the different series, like. Ruin Hokage statues from Naruto and a Thousand Sunny from One Piece. Uh. The press release also confirmed that stages of the game will take place in real-world locations like Times Square or the Matterhorn. Ooh. There is no confirmation of will only be real-world locations where players will be able to fight in some different series. And this is not the first time these characters come together. There was J Star Victory Versus being the last crossover game in 2014. Best jump-funding games include many more characters and. Bandai Namco plans on announcing him in the future. Yeah. Now, now, the first thing we noticed was how Monkey D. Luffy's introduction was pretty much taken verbatim from one of the older Spider-Man
1: movies. Mm-hmm.
3: As in, you know, sl- using his uh, ex- you know rubbery, extendable arms to swing across the skyline.
0: Mm-hmm. you
3: know, Hanging out on an American flag, flagpole. You know, shit like that.
1: Right. <clears throat> We had, I, I briefly had a discussion about this on my personal Facebook, and someone had mentioned uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, and I'm like, "Well, that is a Shonen Jump series, so I could see that. I could see Yu-Gi-Oh in the in the vein of Pokemon Trainer, you know." I, I don't know. I...
3: Yu-Gi-Oh is pretty much JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but in a card game form.
1: Uh possibly so. Pose. Drop your card. Blue Eyes White Dragon. Let's go, motherfucker.
3: And that was another thing. Like, speaking of uh, tweeners like Setokai, Kai, but the, the first thing I, I asked when I, like, I was in the middle of like ranting about something when I saw the uh, the stinger part of the trailer with uh, Ryuk and Light looking over the city, and I, I look at my friend we're like we're looking back at forth one another, and I, I I finally go, okay, so is Light gonna be a good guy or a bad guy?
1: Mm. In a, and
3: mm-hmm. we couldn't come to a consensus.
1: In a way, I kind of want to see. Ranma one half in here, or even Inuyasha, but those are shown in Sunday comics, not shown in Jump. They won't be there. But that would be some cool DLC. And <laughs> but I think I already said I'm going to pick this game up, so... I called oh, yeah, it, um, I'm... I called it Battle Stadium D-O-N-2. Because that's what this reminds me of, because that was in the, um... That was the first game it was like a 2d uh smash style uh fighting game for PlayStation 2 and Gamecube. That was really a fun game. I'm not gonna lie that was kind of fun uh let, let's see what else we got here. ooh we, 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 we're, we're gonna get our goth on you know I think we're gonna have a little bit of fun here um oh boy. It's not the right track, but it's the only one that I have at the moment, so...
3: It's the theme of Simon Belmont. It's just as recognizable yep. as True. something like Bloody Tears.
1: Yeah, but the original Castlevania 1 theme is a lot more recognizable, though.
3: Obviously. Yeah.
1: It seems that um, the website Digital Spy reported that Adi Shankar's Castlevania is getting a third season on Netflix. Voice actor Richard Armitage, who voices Trevor Belmont in the series, uh, confirmed that. The show's eight episode second season will have um, Graham McTavish as Dracula, James Callis as Alucard, Alejandra, Alejandra Reynoso as Sylvia Benades, Emily Swallow as Lisa Tepez, and Tony Amendola as the Elder. The Japanese dub of it cast uh, Ryotaro Okiau, Shincheri Miki, Yayara Uchida, and Ayaka Shimoyada. Producer Shanka announced back in 2015 that he was working with Fred Saber and Kevin Cold of Frederator Studios on a miniseries based on Konami's Castlevania ser- uh, games. Pretty much, the story is based on the 1989 NES game, or Famicom game, we'll call it, Castlevania Three Dracula's Curse. The game is set in 1476, and Dracula has Europe under his grip. Trevor Belmont journeys to an attempt to defeat Dracula and enlist the Sorceress Sylpha, the pirate Grant Dynasty, and Dracula's own half-vampire son Alucard. I I do know from watching those episodes, I did not know Trevor was a drunk. I just know from the video game, the Belmont lineage was like, disgraced, and it was up to Trevor to restore it by taking out Dracula. Basically, be the, cool. the
3: Belmont family had been run out of Romania because mm. of their of their powers and of their abilities and a tendency for fighting demons like this. Mm-hmm. And when Dracula came up and fucked up everything, they were like, okay, we might have made a mistake here we while trying to convince him to come back.
1: Mm. And you'd be like, oh, now you want me to come back. Now you want me to return, huh? Really? Really? That's the way I look at it.
3: Yeah, it's, that's kind of the attitude that uh, Trevor had.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of here.
3: I also liked how the first appearance of Alucard, he kind of looked like Squeezcar Squeega from Metalocalypse. Yeah. Also, Alucard tried kicking him in the dick and it didn't work.
1: Why? Why does he keep kicking me in the dick?
3: And I guess like, Please, this is not a bar fight. Have some class. And then he gets headbutted. <laughs> you try to think about Alucard in the middle of a bar fight
1: do I get, do, do I get between a man and his booze <laughs> <laughs> but anywho
3: I got this next one right yep uh, the pillows are taking a six city United States tour um, adults Swim out that they will host a six city concert tour for the pillows a tour which was named the Mono May Sun Tour will feature the rock group Noodles and Cullen O'Maria's opening acts. Uh, their schedule is: uh, Boston, Massachusetts, on the t- July 10th; Gramercy Theater in New York City, on the 12th; Neptune Theater in, in Seattle, on the 15th; uh, Hawth- Hawthorne Theater in Portland, on the 16th; August Hall in San Francisco, on the 18th, and the Regent Theater in L.A. on July 19th. The July 10th show was originally supposed to be held at the Sinclair, but that event quickly sold out. And you can get tickets on Adult Swim's website. Dillis are a Japanese alternate rock group which formed in 1989. Through their 30-year history, the group has released 21 studio albums and over 35 singles. Wow, these guys are way older than I thought. And they're best known outside of Japan for writing and performing the soundtrack to Cooley*. Uh-huh. Phyllis is also scoring Fully Coolie Progressive and Fully Coolie Alternative, which will hit Adult Swim this year. Alternative will launch in the Tsunami Block on June 2nd at midnight, and the six episode series will receive a theatrical run in Japan, hitting theaters on September 29th. Uh, Kazuya Tsurumi- for who worked on Fully Coolie and Gunbuster, is supervising the project, but ca- with Katsuyuko Moto- Moto- Motohiro from Psychopaths out of the beginning working as chief director at Production IG. Shikashi Kuboto, One Punch Man and Corpse Princess, is in charge of character designs for the project, while Hideno Iwai Iwa writes the scripts.
1: I just found it kind of interesting, like, when they announced the tour, everybody's losing their shit trying to get tickets. I'm sitting at my computer being a smug little shit that I am, drinking my coffee, going filthy casuals I've seen him in concert twice 10 years ago (laughs) but and yes and if I'm not mistaken I believe they both times it was Gramercy theater if not both times I believe one time it was at another venue in downtown Manhattan I forget the name of it but eh, it'll come to me one way or another but
3: I love how the uh Maybe it's because of uh, the Pillows helping with the soundtrack, but so so far the other two subtitles for "Fully Cooly" have been uh, genres of rock and roll.
1: Maybe that's the point that they're going with.
3: It'd be awesome if it was. Yeah,
1: I will say this: every time I've gone to a Pillows concert, there is a mosh pit and crowd surfing. That's really is. that's cool. All right, let's go on to the next next article. <sighs> yes, that is me being slightly exasperated, just a just a smidgen. Idle stuff. Yes, behave, you bastards. And because I didn't properly read the article, I ended up. I'm playing the wrong one but I don't think it really matters but here we go there we go so all the thing all good things come to an end and to be perfectly honest looking at this I kind of want like a coin size variant of this and one of my friends is actually there right now for, for the for the event. A, a Jap- it seems that a Japanese city removes all- removes Love Live manhole covers after repeated vandalism. And way they're drawn, I'd rather not know what type of vandalism it it is.
2: No, they were p- being painted over. Yeah. The the yeah. Some of them have been scratched, and most of them have been painted over.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And as the story goes it used to be given that just about any anime series set in a real world location would take place in Tokyo, but recently it there's been a trend of putting events and characters in smaller towns, which is kind of cool. This leads to a boom for the city and increased tourism. This goes to like small remote places that you ne- never would have thought about checking out. Like I just found out from a friend of mine that Ronma One Half, the Narima Ward, is actually Rapongi Hills. I'm just like, I have to take, I have to walk through there just because. But
3: the, a super fan priv- uh, pilgrimage, huh?
1: Sure. I know people. I know other people who have done it. I know a bunch of people have done it. But as the story goes, this is what's happening for the town of uh, Numazu. Ever since it was chosen as the location for Love Life Sunshine. Otaku have been coming in droves to the Shizuoka Prefecture. Recently, the city installed nine custom-made manhole covers featuring um, Akors, which is the cast of, sc- of cute schoolgirl idols. This was done through a crowdfunding campaign that raised over 33 million yen, which equivalents to about $310,000. And there are maps available so you can see where it's going. I mean, not where, where you can see and check them out now there's been an unfortunate a series of unfortunate turn of events in addition to bringing people in to check this out the manhole covers have also been vandalized the first time this has happened is on May 27th when one of the covers was purposely scratched and defaced the following week the vandals changed tactics and spray painted over multiple ones Like, why... Why why you do that? I mean...
3: Chalk this up, like, slip this one into the, uh, this is why we can't have nice things file.
1: Yeah, basically. Now, they don't know who's been doing it. The city has decided to remove the covers and put standard manhole covers instead. Which is kind of understandable. they can't find out who it is, you know? But, um... As a statement came through from Numazu's official website, it says that the Manhole covers were produced through contributions of everyone who participated in the crowdfunding campaign and many people, including Love Live fans, have enjoyed visiting them and taking photos. We apologize to everyone who was looking forward to visiting them while we ask for your understanding and acceptance. On the plus side, the city said they would like to put the covers back once the situation has been resolved, but there is no time frame for that to happen. And it's kind of sad because what should have been a bit of fun, good times, you know, as with any popular franchise, the Love Life fan base is opposed by those who feel its success is undeserved. And it seems likely that the Vandal is someone who is sorely in need of a lesson on the difference between being a good otaku and a bad otaku.
3: See, also, Star Wars.
1: Look, I was not a big fan of Jin Rose's character. But it did not take away from the story. So I was cool with it. I have a feeling maybe in Episode 9, everything's going to play out the way it should be. So it's like, ah, that makes sense. Or at least I'm hoping it does Mm -hmm. make sense. So, anywho, uh, let's see here. Um, Yeah, Bob... Yeah, Bob Coffey, If you if you knew that pat yourself on the back on the back and have a help a shot of tequila. All right. Um Oh boy. Oh, on the topic of idol girls. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> oh, I I been seeing reactions left and fucking right on this one.
2: Yeah, so there's a new anime coming out. And it's a new idol anime. Mm. The series will start in um, on TV in Japan July 3rd. Um, it's called Backstreet Girls. And the premise is that three Yakuza thugs are told by their boss who is, uh, you know, a producer and, uh, you know, genius songwriter that three of them will have to have gender reassignment surgery and become idols. So... Yeah, um, it's uh, this is actually uh, from a manga that began in mm-hmm. 2015. And the really, I guess, not really weird thing is, but there are two trailers. One trailer plays through with the guys' voices when they are before. Procedure, And the guys' voices when they are after procedure The other trailer, which is the exact same thing Is the guys' voices before they transition And female voice actors for after they transition So as of right now, there's no telling if this is going to be some sort of really weird you know, pop team epic kind of thing where a set of voice actors will do 15 minutes and then they're going to play the exact same shit with another set of voice actors? Nobody knows. But uh, the three idols, the three female idol voices, are brand new to um, to the biz. However, the main cast... For the males, uh, would be uh, Daisuke Ono, who's voiced in Black Butler, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, Satoshi Hino, who's voiced in Naruto and Gintama. And Kazuyuki Okitsu, who's voiced in Ladies vs. Butlers and Berserk. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase, eggplant.
1: <laughs> um, the other you thing care, is... Rama. Yeah, I, I, I looked up Daisuke Ono and I'm just seeing the voices he's done. And I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just rolling right now.
2: Yeah, so, um, as, you know, as a warning the studio that is doing this is the same studio that did uh, Prison School. So, if you know if you've watched Prison School, you kind of know what you're getting into you know, in that kind of weird humor genre.
1: I like one of the comments. The new Love Live looks great. <laughs> oh! God oh. damn! <laughs> I, I, if this anime gets popular enough, I expect to see a lot of crossplay coming out of this. It all depends on how they handle it. Yeah. Yeah, I
3: can't feel like this is going to be like this is you know really cheapening or selling short a you know gender reassignment or gender identity. You know.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you got to remember that Japan is. <clears throat> Not very PC when it comes to this kind of crap.
1: I, I think I think it's more <laughs> going on of this. If this was to happen so, here, oh they would be riding in the streets. Yeah, Let it so, happen I mean, in Japan. I, while oh, this might cool.
2: become popular, I don't know that I, I think it's going to be very cult classic, depending on how it's done.
1: Also makes you wonder which anime company is gonna pick up the rights for this one. Yeah, well. And um I like I said, I, I got giddy as fuck because I'm looking up Daisuke Ono. Mm-hmm. Jotaro Cujo from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. hmm. Sebastian Michaels from Black Butler. Mm. Oh boy. Erwin Smith from Attack on Titan. And Jushimatsu and osamatsu san Oh my god. Yeah,
2: so it, it it's not like the male voices that they got are no-name. They got really, you know, popular voice actors to do the cast of the three main mm-hmm. characters. Um. So again, it's... It's all going to depend on how this plays out. I've never read the manga. It kind of makes me question, you know, if I should read the manga. But, yeah. um, Yeah, I, 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 wow.
1: Uh, You know what I think it is why there's two sets of voices? Because, well, remember, they are, the characters are transgender. So the normal speaking voices will be female and all the thoughts will be male. That's probably what they're going for. It's possible, but if you watch
2: the trailers, it's the exact same trailer. The exact same wording, the exact same everything. Just in the first trailer, when you're looking at the girls, Mm -hmm. it's the guys voicing. And the second trailer, it's the girls voicing. But it's the exact same lines. Hmm.
1: Well, again, I'll give this a, a one-episode shot. What's the worst thing that can happen? Uh, yeah.
3: They turn transgender issues into a punchline?
1: Maybe.
2: Yeah, so uh, it's... um. I think we just have to, you know, wait and see what this is going to be. I don't know anybody that's read this manga, so I can't even get their opinions on it.
1: Or those who have read it have kind of gone underground <laughs> in fear of their of what other people think. Yeah, but um, we got a little bit of time, so let I'm gonna kind of throw this out here real quick, and then we're gonna move on. But um, this past weekend and up until Thursday has been E3, and. I am the average gamer, so I have been watching the trailers, the pr- the pressers. The only one I haven't read watched is the Microsoft one, which I will get around to watching tomorrow. But I have the general gist of it. I will say this. Up until today's uh, Nintendo presser, I was thoroughly disappointed with E3. I mean, I like reboots as much as and remakes as much as the next, but some is like... uh, Same thing with sequels. uh, And you also gotta understand, I have a very eclectic taste in games. So, that's part of the reason why I wasn't too thrilled. But, there were some stuff that kind of pointed out I was interested in, like, Neo 2, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Battletoads. Yeah, you heard me. Battletoads. Uh... Near Automata for Xbox One, Xenoblade Chronicles, that new Battle Mech game on the Switch. You know, I, in my personal opinion, from what I saw, this is what I thought the rankings of all the pressers were. From best to shit. Nintendo, Microsoft. Bethesda, Devolver Digital, no no Ubisoft, Devolver Digital, EA, Sony.
3: I mean EA stunk up the joint completely.
1: I mean, not for nothing. For that big reveal for The Last of Us 2, and it was just quiet. Y'all done fucked up Sony. That's just my personal opinion. But I had and I tell you this, if it even if there wasn't a Smash reveal. Nintendo would have would have won E3 just by a hair because they came out the they came out the corner swinging. So, yes, Damon X Machina, I have to pick that up. That looks fucking amazing. So, it looks like I will be picking up a Switch before the year is out along with my PS4. And I will say this about Kingdom Hearts 3, <clears throat> I'm not buying that bullshit until I can walk into a Target, Best Buy, or Walmart and see it in the store, and I can physically pick the shit up and it will not dissolve like goddamn Thanos. <laughs> <coughs> That's...
3: Still waiting on the Chrono Trigger world. Mm. Guess I'll have to wait ten years from now for Kingdom Hearts 4. Shh.
1: Man, we'll be collecting Social Security on Kingdom Hearts 4. Sora will be using the Keyblade as his, as his cane. Yeah, I'm at a point
2: where come November, I will be getting a switch instead of the PlayStation (coughs) Four.
1: Makes sense. And as I have, Mm -hmm. I have no need to
2: get a PlayStation Four until and if Final Fantasy VII
1: Remake comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's a big (laughs) if. I mean, Neo Two and Ghost of Tsushima and Order. Those are the only three games on PS4 I really want. I mean, there's a lot of other hyped-up games like Detroit Last Mission and Horizon Zero. Those games were so hyped to the point where I don't even want that.
2: Yeah, no. There there has been nothing exclusive for PlayStation um, at this time that has made me need a PlayStation. Everything so far that I've wanted has been either all uh, systems... Or on Xbox.
1: Gotcha. <clears throat> and I will be going to Target to pick up my consoles. Love that. 5% discount. But, um. Mm-hmm. And as Dark Tetsuya says, it's 2019, but still. I still have stuff for 2017 to catch up on, so I'm not that bummed about Nintendo's E3 this year. Dark Tetsuya. Brother. Dude. My man. I got games going back to 2015 I haven't even cracked open, or if I've cracked open, I've done like 10% of. I still have Nino Cooney sealed on my fucking shelf. And you know what? I was kind of hoping Sony would make a reveal about the about the hardware saying PS1 and two games are now backwards compatible with the PlayStation 4. But I don't see that happening. And I understand. So the PlayStation 4 is the better console to have, but I will <clears throat> still say that the Xbox One is a far superior gaming console because of the audio capabilities and the backwards compatibility. That's that's it. That's it. Oh, and I picked up a couple of games. Uh, Sunset Overdrive, which is like Grand Theft Auto meets They Live meets Orange, so Orange Energy Drink Demons. Um... And State of Decay. I, I have to say, State of Decay was a game that I slept on. Had no idea how good this game is, so. But, yeah. Alright, I, I think we got enough. I think we, we've killed enough time here. hmm So, strange news from Japan. Let's see, what do we have here? Um, Yeah, nothing really horrible this week. I'll take the second story.
3: Can I take the first one then?
1: Sure. Go ahead. I'll be right back.
3: Take a trip back in time and into feline cuteness with this new cat cafe in one of Tokyo's most history-rich neighborhoods. Let's see. Cat cafes have joined revolving sushi restaurants, karaoke joints, and chinko parlors as a quintessential feature of Japanese urban landscape. However, most cafes... Cat cafes don't look particularly Japanese, and send opting for the sort of interior fun in a relaxing California Coast restaurant or posh British tea room. But soon Tokyo will have a cat cafe that Japanese both concept and aesthetics with the opening of the Edo Cat Cafe. <clears throat> Sharing the first part of its name with the feudal era, era name for Tokyo, the Edo Cat Cafe takes its visual cues from ukiyo-e woodblock prints from the tail end of the Tokyo. Gawa Shogunate, and the interior of the facility consists of multiple areas representing aspects of daily life in Edo, such as the Neko Chaya Cat Tea House, Neko Nagaya Cat Row House, (coughs) Neko Yukaku, Cat Pleasure Quarter (coughs) phrasing, Neko Furo, the Cat Public Bath, and Neko Jinja, the Cat Shrine. While Cat cafes are a popular place where one can sample the experience of having a pet, Edo Cat Cafe lets you can help you make it a permanent situation. Many of the cats, animals are rescue cats, and the organizers are hoping that some smitten customers will end up adopting a, the kitty that charms them. Even if you're not ready to make the leap to pet ownership, you don't have to go home empty-handed. You can get your fortune-told oh, omokuji paper at the cat shrine, and there's also a gift shop selling exclusive and cute merchandise including t-shirts, ceramic dishes, tangui, decorative... Uh, Wrapping paper, I guess. Cushions and stickers. Uh, the Edo Cat Cafe is located right next to the Real Goku Station, making it easier to combine with a visit to Kokugikan Sumo Arena, Edo Tokyo History Museum, or Sumina Hokuzai Art Museum. However, the Edo period itself lasts nearly 300 years. The Edo Cafe opens on June 15th and closes for good on August 31st. Cool. It
1: looks really cute. I, uh, there's like what two three cat cafes here in the U- here in New York city I gotta eventually make my way over there to them I wanna go mm, Marco chan will walk into this cat cafe and start humming the theme to samurai pizza cats
2: <laughs>
1: you know I'm right
2: maybe
1: all right so check this out a ninja star throwing contest is taking applications and the winner gets a golden shuriken remember back hmm. in the day when you can make your own throwing stars and you made and you planned ambushed your friends and let me tell you in elementary school we used to do that shit all the time it was so fun But, as time goes on, you discover that there is something like this actually happening. The 10th Igoryu Shuriken Throwing Contest is, ha- is starting up, and might just be what you're looking for. The prelims will be held at seven locations across Japan from September to December, culminating in an ultimate showdown of honed wit and skill in March of 2019. Participants are to hurl, a five, shur- hurl five shuriken at a target, Situated far far away from them, about 6 meters for men and 5 meters for women. Outside of accuracy, proper etiquette and conduct are also factored into the final score. So, while loudly invoking names of forbidden ninjutsu, don't be that narutard, please don't. (laughs) And doing that, it may sound cool and all, but it's not what real ninjas do and you'll lose style points for that. An awesome shuriken made of solid gold will be given to you if you win this competition. The runner up receives a silver star and a third place winner gets a bronze one. Now this I get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And just so you know, this is open to everybody. Because last year's competition saw a Brazilian person beating 239 people to win that prize. Now, you have to be at least 15 years of age, and each location is only taking 50 people. For the prelims, it's only the top 40 that will go to the pro- final round held at the Ninja Museum of Igariu. And this is the top 40 of all the prelim locations. The 1,000 yen insurance, I mean, registration con- includes insurance, which comes in handy just in case someone cuts themselves, which is about $9.10. All right, September 2nd will be it, it, it'll be in Abinio Haruka's Kinetsuko Main Store. September 9th, Inoyama Ninjutsu Dojo. October 14th, He's in Yumi, He's in Yumi Kaido. November 4th, Ueda Shiritsu Museum. December 2nd, Ninja Museum of, of Igaru. December 9th, Uenshin Hakusho Plaza. December 16th, Mie Terrace. Since each location only holds a limited amount of people, prospective ninjas should write in directly to the Ninja Museum to reserve their spots. And you can do that directly on their website at um iga-ninja.jp/en/inquiry/index.php. So, why don't you give it a shot? You might just unleash that inner ninja in you. Can you imagine a winner in a box of cereal of Ninja-Os? Mm.
3: <laughs> like, some <I'm> Shinobis. <laughs> <sighs> okay, that was bad when I was saying it, and I just didn't realize it until I'd, it fully left my mouth, but... Thank you for laughing at that.
1: Better shinobis than Naruto's! Ugh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Makuta's going to hate you guys that she's hugging her Ninja Turtle cereal. <sighs> See? Anyway.
2: <clears throat> so... This is my kind of mom. I just have to put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, most parents, when their children are young, and I'm saying, you know, very young, get something special for their child, whether that's a teddy bear or, you know, a little stuffed robot, you know, a little puppy, whatever. So Jun Miyazawa Started posting some pictures on Twitter Um, Miyazawa is a hardcore anime fan (laughs) She's also a DJ at anime music events Uh. So rather than putting in, you know, a stuffed animal That's just, you know, a normal cat or a normal bear she went a little geeky. Uh, <clears throat> and ended up going with a mascot character from a popular Magical Girl series. Uh, However, this is not Sailor Moon we're talking about. Nope. She went with fucking Cubey. <clears throat> oh boy. So, you know, those that don't know who Cubey is have probably heard of Madoka Magica. But if you haven't, basically it's this alien that looks like a cross between a cat and a rabbit, who is completely devoid of emotions and has absolutely no empathy, um, but grants magical powers to girls uh, just to kill them, ultimately. So now this little baby girl has crap tons of pictures of her, you know, hugging Kyubei and laughing with Kyubei and crying with Kyubei, just so that this mom can later on in life traumatize her kid
1: when she shows her Madoka. Traumatize, troll, what's the difference? Yeah.
3: Can this be constituted as As a child abuse?
1: No No oh. No
2: but I mean You have to remember just That, that I mean This is my kind of mom <laughs> Seriously This is the kind of shit that I would do It's like oh what stuffed animal Have you gotten for your kid? Cthulhu <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> your
3: kid's first words will be, you know, praise to the old, great old ones.
2: Yeah, well. You know, no, 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 have... no, 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 no. Her... Well, I was out this weekend and saw a plushie of Cthulhu and really, really, really wanted it for myself. So maybe the kid wouldn't get it.
1: We all know Mako chan's. The first word of Mako chan's child would be tentacle. We already know this.
2: That's creepy and disgusting but we know you that's creepy and disgusting
1: again we know you
2: no you know if the first word out of my kid's mouth is tentacle that means i've been sharing a lot more things you know in range of that child than i should be (laughs) so yeah we're not going there
1: Oh. Okay. All right. It, it, it's it's time to take our last break and wrap things up. So, we good? Yeah, we're yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So, we'll be back. I don't know if y'all know this, but there was a commercial on TV for Domino's last night or night before last, and they were saying that they were going to fix potholes, make sure your pizza's delivered safe. I thought they were kidding till a friend of mine linked an article that says Domino's pizzas is fixing potholes in Delaware Yeah, they need to come here and fix mine. <laughs> Shit <laughs> No, they they it's best they don't fix potholes in New York City. They'll go broke doing so.
2: I just want them to fix the one right outside my house. This thing is probably big enough to put a small child in.
1: There's enough small children in your complex, so what's the problem? Yeah, well, I don't Use want them to have to, to run the them potholes. over. Say what?
3: Use them to fill the potholes.
1: That's what I'm thinking about. What did you say, Mako? I said I don't want to have to run them over. But it's 50 bonus points. Yeah, and that's gross on my car.
0: Well, logic. Unless you're
2: you're going to come over and clean my car, I'm not running over little children in a pothole.
1: If you do it and get the points, I will gladly wash your fucking car. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) If you like what you heard... I'm sorry. <laughs> tell a friend, Day in turn tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you want to know what's up, we want to hear from you. Let us know at podcast at session.com. Again, that is podcast at session.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post links to our podcasts. Convention reviews, anime reviews, cosplay tips and tutorials, links to our photos and videos and editorials, and so much more. And don't forget, you can also find our podcast on various sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and coming soon to Google Play. I'm kind of working on that, so give me some time. And it's also posted on the Vogue Network Forums. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, social media uh, for us is youtube.com slash animejamsessiontv twitter.com slash animejamsession facebook.com slash animejamsession and for everyone that follows us on social media, thank you so much. We couldn't do it without y'all, so it's greatly appreciated. And don't forget, you can always find us back here at Vogue Network, live Tuesdays at 9.30pm with our pre-show at 915 15 and our on presentation Thursdays at 2pm Eastern. Alright, so we're going to go around the room. Last words. Mako.
2: I caught up on Voltron tonight. Yeah. Since the new season starts this weekend. Good call. Ari? Yeah.
3: Ari? Nerd fit is always good for simultaneously entertaining the fuck out of me and completely shattering my brain. Uh.
1: I think I'm going to go in and edit another photo shoot and then call it a night. got a big day ahead of me tomorrow. That's it. End of list. We're getting up on out of here. We'll see you with a brand new episode next Tuesday night. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, night, Mako-chan. Fair enough.
0: Check us out at animejamsession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane <laughs>